Welcome to another NY Jets fans podcast with hosts Chris, Charmin, and Davin. Um, there's nothing really, I guess, per se, Jets, Jets news. Um, we do have some questions, but we can get into that later. Um, but we do have some NFL news. Uh, we can start off by saying, talking about Flacco. Uh, he got traded to the Broncos, I think, for a fourth-round pick. If I if I recall it, if I if I'm correct, um, is that is it a is that a win? Is is there any win situation or is it a loss? For uh, um, I'm, in my opinion, the whole Flacco thing is uh, is a reach by uh, the the Broncos GM. Um, in a way, I could see in a in a vacuum, I could see why. That would be something you would try to do because he's a accomplished guy that you could pair with a younger guy if in the draft uh, to, um, to you know, kind of help groom that kid. And then, you know, and then that's going to be your future. But if but if but when it when you take into consideration the money and 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 uh, the, his and, and his performance the last five years or so. Um, I can't see why that was even a thing. You know, uh, Flacco hasn't hasn't proven that he could be a top end QB in a long, long time. And uh, and I, somehow people think that when you win a, a Super Bowl, it gives you some kind of power. Up. You know, it's like you could call you could call up that that power up whenever you're ready and be like, I won a Super Bowl. Ha. <laughs> You know, <laughs> like you're a super saiyan or something, and you know, turn into it got him his contract. That's you understand. I mean, <laughs> like, you know, when you win a Super Bowl, yeah. oh, I know it's like I've we've had this conversation on our page multiple times where we talk about people are dead set every time on this guy's the greatest because he won a Super Bowl. Most people forget football is a team sport, the reason why the yes, his performance <laughs> leading up to that Super Bowl was awesome. Uh, that's part of the reason why, but you keep forgetting that defense was <laughs> ridiculous. You know, um, uh, that's why they won. So, anyway, back to Flacco. For me, the you know, I just don't see clarity in what was done there. Uh, I think it's been overanalyzed. I think people are freaking out. I think it it's not the smartest move, but I don't think it's the dumbest move too. I think I think if he's willing to pair the kid with a uh, um a kid with uh, Flacco, like uh, uh, I think Drew Locke was kind of uh, rumored to be um, one of uh, Elway's. He's kind of enamored with him, uh, QB, uh, coming out in the draft. So um, maybe he's, he, that's his plan. Maybe he's, his plan is to draft Drew Locke late first round, early um, second round, and uh, pair him with Flacco, and then that's their future. Who knows? Yeah, I, I thought... I, I thought it was a mistake on both sides. I guess with Denver, it's not that bad of an idea to bring in a veteran quarterback because if L thinks, hey, I got a team here that's going to win, um, you know, if I got a team that's going to win right now, then, yeah, bring in a veteran quarterback who's proven to do it, not recently, but he has proven that he could win games. So on that respect, yes. But from Baltimore, I think it was – I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but the more I thought about it, 
I think it was a bad move on his point, on his part, on, on his point. I think it was bad on Baltimore's part to trade them right away because now they, they're basically putting all their chips in the middle hmm. and saying, okay, um, what's his name is our guy right now? Jackson. Uh, Jackson. Right now, Lamar Jackson is our guy. And you basically got no safety net with him. Hmm. So you're, you're betting on this guy going to be the guy because I don't even know who their third string quarterback is. Yeah. Or they're going to sign someone else or whatever. Don't they still have but... RG3? <laughs> yes. That's who their third string is. Oh, there. yeah, that's there right. You go. Okay. There you go. They do have a veteran. Okay. Not a great one, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Not the best option. But they're basically, yeah, not the best option. But they're basically saying, okay, we're going all in on Lamar Jackson. He's our guy. And that's it. Um, Based upon what we've seen this previous year, yeah, he looked good. Okay, I guess. Yeah, he did win games, no doubt. But we've seen in the playoffs when you prepare for this guy, he's not. He's not. may not be that. Yeah, he may not be that good. <laughs> but you know what? It's only his first year. I'm gonna give him. I'm not gonna say, you know, he's not gonna be able to, you know, win games for them and everything. But we, we got to see. He's got to change. He's he's definitely got to change his way of playing to to be a better quarterback in this league. Right. This is the, that playoff game showed you. This is the argument. This yet. is the argument. And 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 just recently I was, I'm listening to uh NFL um people that uh high end NFL players that've been in the NFL for a very long time discussing this. Is it can I get a tall six four, six five with a hose of an arm guy that could last for 10, 15 years down the road? Uh, is it that? Is it still that for NFL uh, teams, or is it uh, let's get a guy that could give us four or five years of ridiculous, talented, you know, flash in the pan football, and then we could just draft another dude after he's done or just before he's done, you know? Because you could see that getting uh, Eli Man in six four statuesque hose of an arm QB is like this. It's hard to get. It's a rare thing, you know. It's a rare thing to have a tall yeah. dude that's accurate and has the arm strength of of a of a Roethlisberger. It's very hard to find, and um, and now to kind of uh, counteract the fact that you can't find those guys, teams are kind of falling for. Let's change our system and get a you know a, a very athletic, ridiculously fast or quick guy that could throw the ball on the move. The problem with that is we've seen what happens to dudes that accurate, that are less fast, accurate, athletic, fast on the move guy. You know, he plays three years, looks ridiculous, and then he gets hit a couple times, goes down in the hip, you know, loses, you know, he's out for half the year, then he's out for a whole year, then you know, if Cam Newton that's what what how tall is and huge is Cam Newton, man? If Cam Newton keeps getting injured, running around in the NFL, what are you if you're like a hundred and some pounds or slightly over two hundred pounds and you're running around? Like right. basically basically you ain't gonna last that long. So it's still right. the NFL still it still bodes well for teams to get the dude the pocket passer. Because that's what that's what you need. You need the guy that could throw the ball from the pocket that's accurate on time and understands on NFL offenses and defenses. Simple as that. 
Right. Yeah, I, I, I think it comes down to what kind of team you got and, and at what point you're at the team. You know, mm-hmm. like if you need a quarterback right now that's good, you're going to go for, like you said, the pocket passer. I think I, – but I guess both Baltimore could – Baltimore should use the better quarterback. I mean, I don't know. I just – but I, I think you're right. I think you're right to a point. Arts teams looking at a guy just for four years. You got to remember, if you draft a guy, he's cheap for four years. Yep. But then that fifth year, that's when he's going to start getting expensive. So you might be right for some teams, you know. But I think in this league, you need a good quarterback. You can't get away with not having a good quarterback in this league. You just can't. True. It's just not going to happen anymore. You know, it's not the old days where you could run – you know, run the ball and play defense, you know, and get away with that. You know, like the Ravens were probably the last team that actually did that. Yeah, but still, but still, let's do Trent Dilfer. But you know what's right. the, you know what's the funniest thing about these these examples though? People like when people when you say that 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 was an example of you know having a guy that's subpar. At that moment, Trent Trent Dilfer wasn't subpar. He was playing high level. QB in the NFL, like not just high level. He was no, playing. No, 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 I was trying to hold back dead. the laugh whilst I was saying it. Yeah, I, like I basically, okay. as soon as Chris, <laughs> said, oh, man. <laughs> let's be for real, please, no. guys, let's, guys. Let's to explain the whole joke for me, yeah, to explain the whole joke, it, it, that was, it was like it was it was. Please the reason explain. why yeah. I said what I was saying was because on our page, NY Jets fans, there's been a uh, few people that came up that said that basically. John Elway would have the power to kind of remake Joe Flacco's career because he's the Super Bowl winning quarterback. And I, think, I, I think just do that. not understand how people just like view quarterbacking as something that just, you know, you could just like have. You know, this is something that on it's an on go, <laughs> it's either you have it or you don't. You can't you can't make a dude like RG3 was RG3. For a year, he looked like he was going to take over the NFL, you know. And yeah. what happened after that? Nothing. All went down. He, he got hurt, no, and then that was that, it. <laughs> this is what I'm trying to say. This, there's no, there's almost no story that I know of, of a, and a guy that was in the NFL that was subpar at accuracy, subpar at arm, arm strength, subpar at reading defenses. And then one day he woke up, and then he became – the lord of Q, Q, quarterbacking in the NFL. It almost never happens, you know. Um, it's either you're a subpar guy and then your team helps you across the side, across the finish line, just like the examples we said before with Trent Dilfer and, and Joe Flacco, you know. Um, or you're the dude that understands how and when to rise up and make that those three or four or five throws in a game that would make your team win a game. That's it. There's no, there's no, there's no, no example off the top of my head where I could think of any guy that that's not accurate. 
that doesn't know offenses, that's that's not decisive as a quarterback, and all of a sudden grew into it. Joe Flacco is not gonna turn into Peyton Manning at any point. He's right. his career yeah, he's is been, pro- he's been bad. Yeah, he's been bad for the last four years now. I think it is, <laughs> you know, four or five years. Right, and 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 ever since he signed the contract, he's been going downhill. To be honest, because right after the Super Bowl, because <laughs> it was catching, it was kind of like catching light, lightning in a bottle. You know? <clears throat> <laughs> he did right. He had his one great year, and that was right. It. And 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 jokes aside, guys, he did play well. Well, he wasn't playing high yeah. end. You know, that it year. was a joke on my part, but. He did play well in the in the run, the Super Bowl, but he still, again, it wasn't like he was doing lights out. He wasn't being lights out. He was just being himself. He was kind of being a small, a little, a tad better than his normal self, you know. Sure. And but it didn't really call for him to be that great because the team around him was so great. You right. understand me? But right, but you still need in this league right now. You still need a good quarterback. Yes. And my point was, you're not going to get away with a guy like a Trent Dilfer that just going to kind of like just don't turn over the ball, hand the ball off to what was his name, Jamal Lewis, right, <laughs> the running back who got 2,000 yeah. yards. Just hand it over to him, let him do it. He got the 2,000 yards that year. You know, they had a great, that one of the greatest defenses of all time. So it was basically don't screw up, you know. <laughs> but you can't, right? But you know what? You can't get you you can't do that anymore in this no. league. First of all, you don't have great defenses anymore like that. Yeah, well, you're not allowed to play defense that way anyway. (laughs) Right, right. That's the whole other issue. And then the offense, you definitely need to throw the ball. You you need to – so you need a quarterback back there, a very good quarterback. You can't get away with the average to to below average quarterback anymore. And I think Trent Dilfer was – Oh, yeah. That Ravens team was probably the last example of, you know, getting away with uh, a below average quarterback. Agreed. Um. Yeah. So. Well, according to Charmin, he was a much better quarterback. But... <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> man, I would. I, you, I'd love to hear David explain that. You one. know, you know, you know. It was a long. It was a kind of a long way to a joke, but I, I really like. Take, yes. No, I, I really meant. take it like. I feel. I feel. It's to me. I. I don't want to say it's stupid, but I just don't understand where people are coming up with this stuff. You know, there's these there's. There's guys that you could kill for not being good at their jobs, you know. You could just go ahead and right. say, just say that the guy is just not good at his job, you know. Um, and um, you know, he's he hasn't been good, you know. There's nothing. It's I true. think I think I saw a stat where he there's about in quarterback um yards in quarterback uh, efficiency in quarterback accuracy. I think he's been last in the league for the last four years. Like, mm. dude, those are the things that are like the building blocks of being a quarterback. If you, you can't be a starter in the league. If that's what you are, if you rank in thirty second in the league in all those stats, that's ridiculous. You need you need to sit down. Right. Yeah. And you know what? And and this year was, I think, a uh, what do you call it? What was I going to say? Oh, this year was a great example of how bad Flacco was. Right Ugh. when he was on the team. The team was horrible. Well, not horrible, but they were not good. Yeah. And then when Jackson took over, they became a playoff contending team that could make the playoffs, and they did. And this was and and not be- and excuse me and 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 listen for whoever for for the people that you know your names, 
that 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 think Lamar Jackson is some kind of superstar. That the reason why that team went on that ring, that that run was be- all because of their coaching. Uh, I've mm-hmm. I've said it before on this podcast. Um, my belief in 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 coaching is being flexible, and and if you wanna, if there's no greater example than flex inflexibility and wins than the New England Patriots. One day they show up and they'll throw for 500 and something yards, four touchdowns, and then the next day they'll show up and they'll run for 400 and something yards, four touchdowns. They will do whatever it takes to win and they could actually get away with doing it because they're flexible everywhere. They're flexible in offensive line. They're flexible in running backs. They're inflexible in wide receivers. They're flexible on, on defensive line. They, everything they do, everybody they get is for them to be flexible. And, and that's how you win. Basically, that's what it, that's what it, 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 it is. You can't, uh, you can't just come in the league and be like, oh, yeah, you win a few games, but everybody's going to l- figure you out after a fact. And that's what the Chargers did to Jackson, to Lamar Jackson. You know, they forced them to throw the ball. What are you going to do? Make a decision. And the kid can't read defenses. He's at the point in his career where that that looks like white noise to him, you know. So so he you could see on his face he was lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And and I'm I'm not saying it's not going to get better. Oh yeah. You know? No no no. We're not saying he's not going to improve. But yeah. he's not. He's got, but know. but dude, again, like I said before, he is he is yeah, very good. basic in his in throwing the ball. Like right, very raw. Yeah, very raw at throwing the ball. And even in college, he wasn't that good at it. He was never ranked that high at a completion or quarterback efficiency. So um so I'm so he might get to be a middle of the road dude, you know, probably a little above average, and be a basically okay, good to good quarterback in the league. But in my opinion anyway, I don't see him ever becoming a top flight quarterback in the league. That's my opinion. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'll, 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 I agree with you. <laughs> no um, disagreement here. No disagreement here. I do wanted mm-hmm. to say uh, my my opinion on uh, the Flacco trade. Um, I, they, like, the first time I ever saw it was very disappointing. Um, and, and they both lost. Um, when you look at, when you look at money, money-wise, what what did you save out of it? Like they say in Baltimore save ten million, but they that um that cap sixteen million. You still lost money. Broncos mm-hmm. gonna, But they saved a lot too. They, they did save a lot. lot, but they still lost a lot. Ten million's a lot. But sixteen <laughs> but sixteen million is a lot <laughs> right. too. Hmm. Look, yeah, look at I, the Broncos. They about true. to release uh Case Keenum and that's nine million. It's nine million in dead cap money. And it's, so it's yeah. and he and he was on his last year of his contract anyway with uh seven seven million guaranteed. So so mm-hmm. basically, if if um John, I think in in my opinion, Don Elway is trying to do something that's that's dead clear in the air, and his job is on the line for this. If you're trying to win now with a quarterback that doesn't have that that doesn't have that skill. That that I guess he he did at, at one point in time. I don't know when, but it, it it's a loss. 
Flacco, like, just because you bring in a quarterback like Flacco that has no guaranteed money, they said they supposed to uh, um, talk about this contract again, I guess, so, you know, they could work on numbers. Um, it's, it's still the loss. Um, the Broncos, are st- they might be a playoff contender, maybe, but I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. Well, that's what... That's what Elway is assuming. Yes. That bringing in Flacco, I got a good enough team to do. Can I ask? Right. Can I ask that's that question though? Davin. Davin, can I ask a question though? In in the in the what is that? The AFC West. Correct. Um, who's who who who's <laughs> the best team in the AFC West? Chiefs. By by very far. Chiefs. Second best. Well, in the, Chiefs and Chiefs and the Chargers and the Chargers are right there. Right. Right, Chiefs and Chargers. So who's are one and two. so? And who's the and who's the third? I guess I guess the Broncos because uh, the Ravens the Raiders is uh on the um what's the name the Ra- is, Yeah, is, you is, can't is, count is the Raiders rebuild. for a couple of yeah, years. So I, I wouldn't count I wouldn't count yeah. them out, but I don't see the Broncos taking over that AFC West at all. I think the Broncos. I think I think the problem. I think at best they're a five hundred team. At best, maybe. Maybe, maybe right. I'm maybe. saying that's the best. You know, but <laughs> seven and nine, like, seven like, and nine. Like, like, yeah, like, hold up. With, yeah, about that. With Emmanuel Sanders still still being on there, and then you have a nice little running back, uh, Lindsey. If I yeah. recall, yeah, like I give okay, you got a nice little young running back, but they, you know, their but, wide receivers are not that bad either. They not young that kids, though, but 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 Flacco. But what I'm saying is, is that. Flacco, I think Flacco is not going to bring bring that bring that team back to a playoff contender. No, no, no. That was my whole point. That's why I asked. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm right with you. Yeah, yeah. they're they're a, a 500 team at best. They're, I don't see them being a playoff team. Yeah, they're a decent team, but they're not they're not going to be that. And Flacco is not the guy that's going to exactly. bring exactly. You know, that's three extra wins. So. Loss, so then they only got a fourth round pick, and you still losing money. You know the Ravens got a fourth round pick and still lost money. So, so what? What is it? Like Flacco ain't had no guaranteed money in this last three, two, three years. Flacco don't have no guaranteed money at all. Twenty one million and twenty two million for what I saw on the article on the um article from ESPN. No guaranteed money out of the forty three million dollars. None. So they didn't have to. So what you're saying, they didn't have to make this trade. They, they, if they didn't want to, but they decided. So they could have just cut him. Decided to because of maybe Flacco was like, well, because y'all didn't want to bring me in, and I'm, and I feel like I'm still a starting quarterback. Y'all just need to get rid of me, Hmm. and I, and I'm going to prove y'all wrong. Hmm. That's I think that's what the whole situation went to. They might have, they might have did him a favor. You mean calling Flacco in that playoff game? Even though Lamar Jackson came came back and it was too late, and they was calling Flacco, or we thought Flacco was going to come out maybe in the third quarter, the close to the fourth quarter, and the fans were like Flacco, Flacco, and and then the quarterbacks coach came out there and said, "Remember who got you in the playoffs? No, yeah. you remember who got you in the playoffs? That defense, <laughs> right? It wasn't for real, right? Lamar Jackson throwing for 120 yards." Did not get you into the playoffs. Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> that a- average, you know, like so that's like, come on now, don't. Yeah. So they, so, so you're saying that they got rid of him because, so in what I'm hearing is you're saying they got rid of him because it, possibly, possibly he's he's kind of a hindrance to to Jackson more than he's a helper 
because of his status right there, because it, he won the exactly, Super Bowl there, exactly. and then he's kind of okay. I got you. Yeah, and it looks that, like that makes it looks a lot like of to sense me. to me because when when you when you when you're injured and you're feeling like you're gonna come back to still be that guy, but then all of a sudden they like, no, you're not that guy anymore, you know. And then Jim Harbaugh was like, but but they didn't even want to bring him in not one time. You know, and I, I understand. Okay, you know, Harbaugh, you you want it, you want you want Jackson to develop that that growth for next season. I understand that one hundred percent. You know, but when you had, but I'm not gonna lie, Flacco, Flacco at best is 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 playoff time, and this numbers show for it. You know, and when Flat when Flacco when they said no, we're not gonna put you out there. Flacco had this helmet on and everything. <laughs> so like that, like to me, that's like okay, that's a punch in the face. Now, now it's time to go. You know, Flacco, Flacco don't want to be a backup. I understand it one hundred percent. When you when you start your career and you feel like you go to end your career, something like Eli Manning, when you start mm. your career, in your career, you think you're going to be that starting quarterback. It's, you know, like he, that's why I feel like they. He said, "Listen, I like just get, get rid of me one way or another." release or whatever. Flacco has the money, so so who would care? You know? Yes, and you know, and looking at his contract, it looks like there's nothing guaranteed the last three That's years exactly. for, for Flacco. It's nothing so now, guaranteed, so I didn't understand. Nothing guaranteed. I didn't so know. now the Broncos basically gave up a fourth-round pick for Flacco, and now they could probably cut him and for nothing, mm. you know, they'll have no debt, no debt happen. So, mm, mm, mm. so okay, so it's not horrible. The way I'm coming from, why it's a loss right. for both teams? It was a it's a loss, but it's also, but it's also a gain because the look how look. I, I'm looking at it from the Broncos' point of view. They're looking at it as, hey, you know what? Let's get this guy for a fourth round pick. He's making a lot of money this year, but nothing's guaranteed. So after this year, if, if he's if he doesn't fit us well, we could cut him. And okay, it's for a fourth round pick. Yeah, but, but on also, the on on the positive side, right. they might say, you know what? In four years, maybe we could resurrect his career, or you know, he'll he'll play like he did in the Super Bowl year. So, and then looking at it from from, from what I heard, uh, Chris, I know uh, what's his name, Gary Kubiak. He he was big on Flacco. He right. big on Flacco. This is why that trade happened too, was because of Mr. Kubiak. Okay. Mm. So they must, they must think big on him, like to come, to come here. So, so they must think that they could squeeze out a couple of good seasons out of him. Now that they got that head coach, you know. But yeah, they should be solid. Yeah, Yeah, they should be be good. good. But, but they got to score points because in that, in that, like we were talking about that division, man. Right, you're playing KC twice. You're playing the Chargers twice. You know, those are four games right there that That you got to at least split. Right, so I'm saying you got to at least split those games, and that's an easy split. Now, and if you're looking at it from the Ravens' point of view, like you said, they don't want Flacco to be behind Jackson, maybe putting extra pressure on him that he has to look over his shoulder. Yeah. Now he doesn't have to look over his shoulder. He's the number one guy, no doubt. You don't want to end your career He's guy. on the bench. You, you want to right. end your so career I, with I, a bang. So, you know what I'm saying? With Eli so, Manning, and, and, which I know he'll be staying for maybe one more year, uh, you know, like you want to end your career as that as that guy. You don't want to end your career on the bench looking like, ah, oh, Jesus. You you know. Well, un- yeah. well, unfortunately, not too many uh, quarterbacks in the league happens, ever yeah. gets to end in, in their career in a bang. It's a very it's, yeah. it's nobody ends it like Brady that, is right that now. That crap that crap <laughs> is a myth. It's a myth. It don't it don't happen. 
You yeah, know, it don't happen, dude. but they've they <laughs> guys, a star we, guys, then, you know what I'm saying, Solomon? They've got to be a starter than a bench player, period. Yep. Not to, not listen, every sport we could go down the line, more than likely, it's not going to end well. Yep. Not every, not every player is going to end on a high note, like say Brady's doing right now, or Drew Brees is playing out of his mind at 40 years old. Yep. Or even like, say, Derek Jeter, right? Mm. He gets the game-winning hit in his last home game at Yankee <laughs> Stadium. A walk-off win. Don't happen. I mean, but you know what? Right. But that you expect from him. But you know what? Other players, they don't – it doesn't end well. Look at the Giants with Eli Manning. I mean, how bad is that? Yeah. Four guys, a two-time Super Bowl MVP. And they still was talking you know, about, you know, trading them or release them. Right. And probably exactly. going to – Right, there's a possibility. Exactly. So, so that's why I said it could be it could it could be lost on both. Unless if I see something in the season, then I'll say okay, you know, I apologize, and you know, Broncos, okay, <laughs> it was a great move. But as of right now, it's a loss for both. Nah, it's not. I I don't see it. Yeah, I that's what I'm it, saying. Like like that, it's that a tough up, division. You know what I'm saying? Like set yeah. me up. Other than that, like that that's my opinion on that. <laughs> Yes, sir. Right. I mean, if he was in a division where maybe one team was good and they got a chance of being second place and a wild card, right? You know, right. Maybe they could squeeze out nine and seven instead of seven and nine. Okay, I could see it. Both sides. I just yeah. like what we're saying. I just don't see it working out the way that exactly. they think it's going to work out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, <laughs> so there you go. So, so moving on, um, Kareem Kareem Hunt. Um, as as we know. Um, he has he has signed with the Cleveland Browns, which I thought that was a great move for Cleveland, in my opinion. Um, as, as John Dorsey say, uh, guys deserve second chances. Um, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, how, how do y'all feel about the signing, and how and, and did y'all and do y'all think the GM is is right on the second chances uh, <laughs> comment? Um, Dorsey, Dorsey is the guy that drafted him, right? Because if you correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. Dorsey's the guy that was over with KC, with KC when, yeah. when, when he was drafted. Uh, so Dorsey's giving a guy that he made, he did a lot of work on because, you know, to draft a kid, I mean, you got to go really dig deep into his background and stuff. And, and if, if Dorsey has the book on Hunt and he believes that he could uh, kind of uh, reawaken him as a proper NFL guy. Uh, why not? I don't see nobody. I think that's the best place he could go, uh, for him, because the because Dorsey was the guy that really like kind of, you know, made you know, like I said, he has the book on him. Um, yes, I believe uh, any everybody deserves a second chance. I don't think you could. Uh, I think I've said this before. You, you know, um, people, people, uh, people always want to, uh, you know destroy people for their choices um if if it worked like that in everyday life all these guys that are pointing fingers at these people they would be over their lives would be over because i know as human beings you know we make mistakes every day the thing is we don't have a million cameras in our faces and a million fingers pointed at Mm -hmm. us every time we make mistakes so so yes uh like chris and i have said before we both have spoken about that we don't condone his behavior, we we think that's uh, his behavior was ludicrous, and uh, but you need uh, for a young man, especially young men, we need to show our young men that there's, uh, you know, yeah, you could resurrect yourself from from these 
you know, from these poor judgment, you know, uh, um, judgment uh, uh, choices that 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 they make. Because as I because I remember when I was a kid, how many mistakes I made, man. If it wasn't for for uh, second chances, I wouldn't be here. You know, so right. so I don't think I don't think you need to like kill a dude just because he made a bad mistake. You know, I think you need you need to give him a chance to learn from it. You know, yes, he's gonna get punished. Yes, he's never gonna be viewed the same way. So that he has to live with for the rest of his life because everybody knows he's the dude that kicked a a, a female. You know, he he'll always be known right. that way. So he's gonna live with that forever. It's, okay. it's like uh, he's gotta he he has to do the work. To gain trust back, so, so um, I don't see the problem. And we all know that that roster down in Cleveland is pretty scary. I don't think people talk about it enough. Oh yeah. Uh, um, I think because it's the Browns, everybody's like, well, you know, it's the Browns. No, I think yeah, the Browns nah, are Browns are ready, man. Nah, man, they're ready to take. They off. have. Okay, <laughs> if if you're talking about what like like Davin likes to say. You know, cornerstone players. You need a pass rusher, right? Doesn't the Browns have one of the best pass rushers mm-hmm. in the league? Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, quarterback. Don't they have one of the best young quarterbacks in the league? Yeah. Yeah. Do, they yes, have. Absolutely. If you if you put Duke Johnson and and Nick Chubb together, uh, and you into one entity, it's probably one of the best. The, you, you know, head. one two punches in the league running back, right? You got the two Off- right now, sure. Whenever right. he plays, whenever he gets right. on the, the field, running. Um, I'm their the offensive line. Got Landry. Did did didn't I didn't I I I have had a stat one time on the podcast where I said this, especially the the the, the interior offensive line hadn't given up a sack in like a ridiculous amount of time or something like that. They didn't have no like they didn't give yeah. up any pressures or something like that. Yeah, that yeah. Dude, listen right. listen to me. If if all what I just listed makes sense to you, if that's if that's what you call building blocks to having a great team. And you're still ignoring the Browns. I think you. I think you're lying to yourself. And all at least you're being disingenuous. Uh, uh, for me, uh, the Browns are a scary team. I think you you put the right, especially with their new offensive, uh, their new coach and their offensive coordinator. They could be a really scary NFL team coming up this year. So you add a young talent like Hunt to that. I don't know if he'll be able to play next year because he's still. He still hasn't gotten his punishment yet, but whenever he hits the field, man, whew, watch out! Definitely, yeah. No, I I agree. I I think it was. I trust me. I believe everyone gets a second chance because if a guy like Michael Vick gets a second chance, anybody deserves a second chance. I mean, he went to jail. He did exactly. everything. He came back a better man, and blah 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 blah. So you know what? He definitely deserves this. I just hope that. I'm including the Browns too, and since they signed him, I'm hoping they did. But I'm hoping the Jets did as well. I hope they did a thorough investigation on oh, him. Oh yeah, to really say, okay, what did he do? What happened? Let's talk to the guy. Let's bring him in. Uh, I want to talk to him face to face before I decide. I don't want to take a chance with this guy. Yes, sir. You know, but I'm I'm assuming the the Browns did, and like you said, Dorsey knows him well, so I'm I'm sure he had a lot of input on what on what you know on which way to – what direction to go in. So I, I just hope the Jets did their, their you know, investigation on it. And I, I would hope that they spoke to him because, yeah, what he did was one of the worst things you could possibly do. But 
I just hope they spoke to him and said, listen, you know, and, and sat him down just face to face, man to man. And and just talk to him and see what kind of person he is. You know, all right. He made a mistake. But is he the big thing is, is he going to make another mistake like there this go. going forward? That's the big there thing. Is, did he learn his lesson or is he going to be like, nah, you know, that and was, that's that was all her fault. And that's you know? <laughs> and that's where character comes in, because that's why I think the whole Dorsey thing is such a, a plus. Because if 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 you're drafting a young man, normally what happens is that you're talking to his uncles, talking to his brothers, he's talking to his cousins, talking to his neighbors, his teachers from high school on. Right. And if you put all that information together, for the most part, you know, you kind of could see those things coming. A lot of people ignore certain things about people. That's why when they do, you know, make you know, make the big mistake or they do something, you could go back and say, oh, man, I should have seen this coming. You know, uh, people like, you know, if you do your like your due diligence on a young man like that, you could kind of see that, you know, and, uh, and right. you could kind of see the mistakes coming. You know, the thing about it also is that in all those talks, you could kind of see if he is the kind of guy or the kind of person or the, the kind he has the kind of character that it would take to rebuild himself after something like that. You know, so so if yeah. so, like I said, if Dorsey's the one with the book on him and he's willing to take a chance on him, all power to him. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I, but my my point, I just hope the Jets did their, you know. Yeah, I hope so. Did everything too, they could to interview him. Yeah, because he is he's a great player, but yeah, he did something horrible, and maybe they're maybe they did, and they said, you know what, there's a a slight chance that he might do something like that again. Like maybe they. Maybe they did. I don't know. You know, I, I just, I mean, I hope the kid is a good guy. You know, I hope he never does. I don't want to ever see that happen ever again yes, with anybody, exactly. let alone him, you know, but um, I just, I, you know, good luck to him. And hey, you know what? The Browns are definitely, like you said, man, the Browns are coming, man. Hmm. <laughs> it sounds it, as, as, you know, as weird or dumb as that sounds, <laughs> the Browns are definitely coming. Yep. They, it, they showed last year when, make, when, when uh, Baker Mayfield took over. That's a team to be reckoned with, man. They're built to win. And right now, I I could definitely see them making the playoffs this year, without a doubt. I yeah. totally agree with especially, you. Yeah. Especially with the Steelers, the mess that they're in now with Brown. Um, you know, yeah, the, forget about the Bengals. Bengals and, you know, yeah. The, yeah. the Ravens. I have no... You know, you don't know. I have no faith. Listen, it's this, especially the Bengals, I don't even understand. Like, their, their coaching hires, their, their head coaching hires, I'm, I'm like, I... I feel yeah, I feel I like I unless I could see what it, wherever it goes, I don't I don't I don't get it. Um, um, the Steelers. A part of the thing about the Steelers, nobody's talking about. When was when was the last time you actually thought that the Steelers' defense was actually good? Uh, Troy Palomalu days. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. So no, you could talk about their offense right. uh, all you want. The fact is, these dudes is like they're horrible on defense, man. Like. Yeah. They bad, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's why. That's why in one game, in that's why they were all over the place last year. Where on one game, yeah, they scored five hundred and some points, but for the most part, most wins that they had, they were practically winning by I, because they scored, scored, not because they played no defense. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And and that was and that was a team that was a huge disappointment this year with the Steelers. <laughs> Huge. Yeah, because they, there's no way they that started team out should like, not be in the playoffs. <laughs> right, they started out six and two, I think, or six and three, and then they just went on this bad losing streak. Uh, 
Yeah, that, that that's a show. team that that should have easily made the playoffs. They they were. I, I don't want to say they were as good as the Patriots, but they were right there. Not, not too far away. Like like like, but yeah, but again, it goes it to me. It just um, the the separation of 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 them and the Patriots is the fact that they can't play defense, and the Patriots could play defense. They can't. You know, so when when the windows get smaller, when you can't throw for 500 yards anymore, and you have to grind it out, you know, you're gonna lose. And 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 unfortunately, this is what the playoffs showed us. You know, um, all the teams that could grind it out, and you could pe- people were throwing shade on the Rams, but the Rams showed that when you slow the game down, they still were able to beat teams. You know, in a you know. You know, because they were they were a little bit more flexible from, than them. They didn't have to throw for six hundred yards. They they could they could beat you. They could bludgeon you. You know, and um, and the Steelers can't. The Steelers can't slow down and beat you. They have to run this high powered kind of offense. You take that away from them, and they have nothing else. And you can't be one dimensional in this league, man. You're gonna get killed. It's true. Right. Exactly. So with uh. Very that true. being said, um, and Mr. Antonio Brown has tweeted out, uh, "It's been a, it's been a great ride, uh, still a nation, but it's time to move on." Do you, uh, do y'all yeah, see yeah, a potential yeah. potential trade for for Brown? I don't see it, man. Uh, in my opinion, anyway, uh, I know every I know everybody that's and if any NFL people anywhere on ESPN or wherever, everybody's saying, oh, yeah, they're going to get traded. Whenever the the day the Steelers change their stripes is when I'm going to believe that they're going to eat the amount of money they, it would take for them to eat or whatever it's going to take for them. You know, they, they, they never, they're never the type of team that has to save face. They make what a decisive moves they need to make for them to come out on the other side as winners. Um, 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 if I'm, if I'm sounding like I'm contradicting myself, it's not really, it's for me, what's, what's, what's at play here is that they just signed this guy to a huge contract. It's almost like they would have to come back after, what is it? Like a, a couple of years after signing a huge contract and saying, oh, we made a mistake. They don't really do stuff like that. You know, they're not, you know, like, I can't remember the last time the Steelers had to, like, kind of bite the bullet. They really don't. They don't even end up in a situation where they would have to bite the bullet, especially now that I heard that uh, AB has to go sit down with the owner um, and uh, have a meeting. You know, I don't know, man. I don't know if they're training. Uh, that's my opinion. Um, I think I think the issue, like I've said before, I think we spoke about the Steelers before. Um, the issue with the Steelers is something that I don't know if it's fixable because number one, the people, the person to me that's causing the Steelers the most issues is their quarterback, and number two, their coach because he condones his behavior. You know, um, um, the guy, um, like AB said on his Twitter, is he has an owner's mentality. He's like, "Yo, you either fall in line with me or I practically ship you out." you know, or force you to be shipped out. And and when you have a quarterback that's kind of throwing his weight around like that, you know, it kind of rubs a lot of guys the wrong way. And there's going to be guys in the locker room that's going to fight back. That's going to be like, dude, you can't talk to me like that. You know, right. and I think and I think that's what AB did. He, he, he stood, even if it was childish 
and he kind of stomped out of the room like he was throwing a tantrum, temper tantrum, and he's too grown of a man to act like that. You have to be able to conversate or communicate your issues better than what he did. And and yes, it looks really bad on him, but it also looks bad about two, uh, you know, the other adults in the room, you know, that allow some guy in the off in the locker room to be that powerful that he's making everybody treating everybody like children and nobody's saying anything to him. You know, that's ridiculous. You know, so the problem doesn't the buck doesn't stop with AB. Uh, um, so what anybody wants to tag him for whatever he is. Listen, like I said before. I can't condone his behavior. I think there's a better way to deal with it than than the way he deal with, dealt with it. But you, man, you see all this stuff, man. The whole thing with with the running back, and then he 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 didn't come to work, and then the the offensive linemen are talking. When was the last time you heard offensive linemen on on TV? You know, talking like offensive linemen never really say anything, man. They just go do their job. You know. Exactly. They, if if you have if you have a, a culture or a locker room where where guys that is normally quiet are barking, then you got an issue. And the Steelers' problems are like the to me, AB is part of it, but I don't think he's the main culprit. No, definitely not. But I I think there's too much there to keep him. You know, I think there's too much going on there for them to keep him, and I think they're going to bite the bullet and trade him. I really do. Okay. I just think there's there's too much that have gone down these past couple of months with back and forth, pointing fingers, and I just uh, you know, and they're gonna definitely look to to move on from okay. there. I know I hear exactly what you're saying, and for the most part, I agree with it. They are that old school mentality, and they're not gonna trade them. But I just think so much has gone down these last couple of months, and and the relationship between. Antonio Brown and the organization and his quarterback is so far gone, I think. And there's like, and it doesn't seem like there's any, um, what's the word? I don't think there's any willing from each side to try to get back and try to talk to each other. They're not even, they're not even talking to each other. Just, you know, so. So Chris, what, what is the, what is the landscape look though? Look like though? Um, um, what would it take oh, oh, to get yeah. to get him? Because uh, the rumor is like a third round pick, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to take much. It's just a matter of a team willing to take on mm. Antonio Brown as whatever he is, and the and money, the money that he right is coming with uh, him. Uh, and what the right. what do you, what do money? Do you think? No, nah, go right ahead, Tommy. What you saying? So, yeah, what? Like, how much is how much is he um is he going to make next year? And... Hold on, I'll look it up right now. Gavin, what are you saying? Do you think it's uh do you think it's uh a gamble? Do you think that it'll be a gamble? Oh, it's a huge gamble. First round pick, first or second round pick. I don't think it's gonna be for that high of a pick. I think what Charmin said, close to a third rounder. And and this is the and this Um, is the issue to me again. Uh he plays in a system where um like again, I'm not trying to diminish his skill set. Uh uh um, in, when we had our meeting before, we were talking about, you know, um, wide receivers that run that 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 are able to read defenses and understand what they're seeing, and kind of always running their routes to give their quarterbacks the best place to throw the ball. Kind of setting up, being a decoy. He could be so many things, you know. He's so many things. He means so much to their offense um, that that yes, he could in the right system, he could be that dynamic. 
he is that dynamic. My issue, my issue is like which team is willing to like not only put up with whatever AB is, but the money. You know that to me the the landscape is kind of questionable in my opinion. Anyway, that's why in my opinion I am saying that uh, I just don't see the Steelers doing it because I just can't see who's gonna bite that bullet. You know, right. somebody like in not to cut you short, Davin, but um, somebody said the 49ers really. I don't know, man. I, I just don't see it. They could use one, but well, here's the money, right? right. The 22 is cap hit for this year is going to be 22 with a dead cap hit of 21. And next year it's 18 cap hit, dead cap 14. <sighs> and 2021 is 19 mm. with a dead cap hit of 7 million. Oh, so that's so it's right be there. a team that has. Yeah, it's got to be a team that has a decent amount of cap space, mm, mm, mm. you know. So that's the other thing. That's a um, lot of money, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Much money. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be a risk. That's why it's going to be, you know, it's not going to be uh, a lot coming back to them. Right. You know, if they get a third round pick, I think they'll be happy. Yeah. Somebody and somebody has to like eat up eat a bunch of money. Right, it's, right. It's a it's a team that would be like, willing to part, would be willing to spend to spend a lot of money to pay him and deal with whatever crap he's bringing with him. Like right now, the league average salary cap space as we as we speak is thirty seven million. That's the average. Yeah. So the top fourteen teams have thirty seven plus available to them. Mm. Okay. Plus so they the have bottom, their own needs, you know, whatever. Plus they have other needs. Right. Yeah. That goes. Yeah. You got to think of a team that's ready to win now. Mm. Okay. Ready to win this year. That has cap space. And needs and a wide receiver. That. Right. That's... Now, just a name that we were just talking about. The Cleveland Browns mm. have $78 million. Oh, Lord have right mercy. Now. Can you imagine <laughs> him and Landry? But he, but you Dude. think the Steelers will will ever allow that? No, though? no, 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 <laughs> no. They, they would have to offer him like a first round pick for him, you know, to really entice him. But I don't see that happening. Yeah. But 49ers do have seventy six million in cap they space. They have holes everywhere, man. They they still not yes. a complete team. They hung in pretty good last year with with a second and third string quarterback. Yeah, Texans got seventy six, but they got Hopkins, one of my favorite coaches in the league, yeah. by the way, 49ers coach. Yeah, forget about the Raiders. I mean, they got a high, they got a lot of space, but the Colts have the most. <laughs> hmm. and That's an intriguing prospect for me. Yeah, the Colts yeah. could use one. You know, I'm I'm gonna look at NFC teams. Uh, the highest NFC team is the 49ers with cap space, followed by the Seahawks mm. with 52 million. And the Seahawks, that's and not that. The that's Cowboys, not that kind of guy. Maybe? The Cowboys, <sighs> that's a team that would take a guy like him on because they always take on headaches and. <laughs> but paying paying uh, him paying him uh, and do they have the cap space to pay him though? Yes. Well, yeah. Uh, other than their holes, you know, like we were saying, they have 45 million. Their holes right are now. mostly on defense, right from what like, and you know, just my uh, just perusing, you know, a few uh, yeah. articles about the. So that's just a them. couple of teams to think about with with a trade. You know, other than that, I can't see anybody else trading for them because, you know, their caps are just there's not enough space along with their problems. You're like the Packers; they have 34 million in cap space. Did they want to give up 20 mm. million of that? 
for this guy? Nah, and have only fourteen it. million left over because they have a lot of holes. I think a, a four and eleven team or whatever they were, five and eleven. Five and eleven. Um, yeah, whatever it was, yeah. you know. Um, Rams surprisingly got thirty-two million. Um, so. Yeah, we'll have to see. The Rams are it's interesting. The Rams are interesting too because a lot of the guys they got were like, but wasn't the their signings kind of basically one year deals, uh, like one or two year deals? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, you might be right because they were trying to right. make that one run. Uh, yeah, but anyway, what again? It goes right. So my, that was my was whole point, say. Davin. My whole point was this. Was the whole atmosphere around this? It wasn't just that this that the whole thing that is that is bad for the Steelers. Yes, I understand that it's a horrible situation in in house. My thing is, who in the hell would look at that situation and be like, "Yeah, come over here, man. I'll eat that money and practically take a dude that's you know that's possibly a, a locker room, you know, diva, you know." I don't know, man. It would have to be. A, I don't know. Yeah, it would have to be a veteran team with a a, hard, a tough coach. Mm. You know, with a veteran coach and a, and a stable a team that's ready to win now. Yeah, yeah there's not the a lot Colts, of those. That's an interesting yeah, name. Yeah, the man. Colts is the one team that I like. I'm watching and I'm like, huh, there's a possibility because the Colts were. They were rumors Colts were going to go hard after Bell as and well. Ballard is the I think is the GM. I think that's his name for the Colts. He, he's shown to be a very mm. uh uh uh. You know, um, mentally strong, like really, you know, he's made he's made some real, really smart moves, man. I don't see him like reaching for something like that. I don't know, and I just, I just the whole thing just kind of feels weird to me. You know, it just feels like uh, all that talk is just talk to me. You know, because it just like there's nobody unless somebody that's so gullible kind of falls for it. I just can't see it happening. I don't see anybody. Hands up! Oh, hey, dude, yeah, come over here. I don't, I don't see it. Like I said, it's got to be a, a a veteran team ready to win now. You know, so a couple of those teams make sense, but you know, the Browns would have made a lot of sense, but they're <laughs> yeah, they're in the same division, so I don't see that happening. Uh, I really don't. Right. Yep. So, so um, as Chris pop up uh, the questions that we have, um. Another another news: Kyler Murray has committed to uh, the NFL. Um, what I was about to say uh, is that is I guess I guess is that a good thing for for like us Jets fans or or is it more of yes. an Arizona thing? It's a good thing. I think it's great for us. It's a good thing for it could be a good thing for us potentially, right? And it's a good thing for it's a good thing for Kyler because, like I said last week. Um, um, at the, at the time when we made the podcast, I think he hadn't even had a QB coach. Um, um, for me, if you're gonna, if you want to be a real QB in the NFL, dude, you need somebody to be, be there, you know, to, for your, for your interview, because when you're interviewed by teams, they want to see you be able to be sharp and crisp with your throws and stuff. You want a guy to be, you know, aiding you on your throws, aiding you on your, on your footwork aiding you on your, um, even in the, in the classroom, because a lot of what you do in college, a lot of the concepts is not really the same as the NFL, man. And they're going to throw some concepts at you and try to see if you could, if you could get, you know, you could stick it in your head. And your QB coach is kind of the guy that's going to help you kind of cross that bridge. Uh, you can't, like, 
you know, it's tough. It's tough. It's a tough thing, man. You know, and I think it was is a good thing for him to just commit right now. Um, like um, the whole short QB thing. It could be done. It could be done. Nothing. Nothing is written in black. Oh, it and could white. definitely be done. Nothing yeah. is written in black and white. It's uh, it's Russell Wilson. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all you gotta look you at. You know, um, it's nev- nothing is written in stone. Nothing is set in stone. The thing about, but but again, like I said, the guys that do these things, they're a different breed of guy. They're not only physically ridiculous. They're also mentally a uh, 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 um, a high end, <clears throat> smart, uh, high end um, athlete. Um, um, you know, mentally. You know, and um, and you have to people have to understand. There's a reason why Drew Brees throws off the, off the tips of his toes when he's throwing, because he he anticipates his throwing lanes and he gets up on his toes to get the ball out, because he understands that he has to get a certain amount of loft on the ball to get it clear of the line of scrimmage. You know, um, um, Russell Wilson's um, awareness is a, like I, I've said I said this before and I got killed for it. Russell Wilson is hands down, awareness-wise, top five in the league. He has a ridiculous amount of awareness. Like, people do not understand. For you to play QB the way he does, you have to be able to anticipate and see things before it happens. That kid is top, hands down top five awareness QB. That's the reason why he is so good and how we, why he's so consistently good. So the reason that I brought this all this up is if – Kyler Murray is going to be all that. He needs to show that he is an elite thinker, football-wise, you know, more than, more than, because everybody knows athletically he is an elite uh, uh, prospect. So, so, so I think he needs to buckle down, and I think the commitment is what he needed more than anything else. For, um, on, the, on the Jets side of things, this is, this is what's going to be. Uh, we we were talking about this earlier, Davin, when we were talking about the whole um, um, Arizona thing and and the whole. I think it ties into um, the Kyler Murray thing. Uh, there's reports that uh, Kyler Murray is going to be traded, uh, is going to be drafted by Arizona, and in turn, that's going to cause uh, Arizona to tr- to to trade their Josh in-house Rose. QB Josh Rosen. Um, it has been noise heard about probably to the Jags, to probably to uh, most. The loudest noise actually is in, is tied into another um, um, topic that we actually uh, was were gonna cross. Um, 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 there's uh, the trading of uh, OBJ from the from the Giants. You know, um, um, if all these movement, if all this movement happens on the in the top end of the draft. It's only going to mean good things for the Jets because what's going to happen is all this confusion, one or two really, really top-end, high-end players are going to drop. You understand me? And then that's going to cause either the Jets going to give the Jets Jets the perfect opportunity to pick up probably one of the best players coming out in the draft. In, In my dreams, it's Nick Bosa, you know, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking in my mind that all this is going to cause some kind of, you know, uh, you know, rift in the space time continuum and everybody's going to lose their mind <laughs> and they're going to be like, 
Uh-huh. You know, we forgot about Nick um, Nick Bosa and Nick Bosa falls to the Jets. Hey, listen, that's just that's just what I'm thinking. Hey, that <laughs> right. that or a or a good trade up possibility, you know, right. and, uh, for someone to trade up to us, and then we could trade down, pick up some extra picks because we're missing that second rounder. So it would be nice to get some extra picks too, as long as you don't. I don't want them to trade out of the top ten, obviously. Agreed. Um, so if they, could, if they can move down a couple of spots and gain some extra picks. So I think, listen, the the more, obviously, the quarterbacks, especially entering the draft, the better for us. Yes, sir. Because that's what everybody loves to trade up for. Right. You know, not many Most... times you see a guy, you know, a team trading up for an O-lineman mm-hmm. or a defensive line. Never happens. So, All right. But you never know. Yeah. You never I, know. I mean, you know, and also Kyler Murphy's uh, agent is the same as the Arizona Cardinals coach. Agent, so they both have the same agent, which is very interesting. So it could, they probably already done had talks and conversations. So who knows? It, it's a big possibility it could happen. Yep. Yeah, sure. I could. I, I, you know what? There's gonna be a lot of movement going on because, you know what? The draft is what two months away, or just about two months away. So I, I definitely see movement going on. You know, with trading up, trading down. Um, you know, and it, it, we still got the combine coming up. Once the combine hits, if Kyle Murray has a good combine, Oof. you know, him and Haskins, yeah. that'll be all positives for us. So I'm, I'm rooting. I'm going to be rooting like crazy for those guys to have big time, you know, not just for themselves, but for us as well. Agreed. Because if they have good combines, man, people are going to be like, ooh, this guy's, you know, teams are going to, teams already have fallen in love with this, these guys. You know, I don't know who, but somebody's, Obviously, fell in love with them. Yeah. So, right. So, yeah. And hopefully, it's teams below us. Yeah. <laughs> or above us, both. You know, just so that, hey, gives us more options. Either way, like you said, maybe Boza falls to us, and you can't trade out of that pick because Boza is just too good. Exactly. That's or my. That's Boza's drafted. And... That's my point. And, and yeah. like Davin like to say, and Davin loves this, and I and I and I agree with him. <laughs> you need players that are above. They're like not. They're some I think I, I've heard this said before, and I love it. It's called it's force multipliers. It's like guys that are on a team that everybody needs. When coming into that weekend, you better know where that dude is, and and you and right. the Jets don't have that many guys. You put you put no you put a guy like Two. you put a guy like <laughs> exactly you put like a guy like Bosa on that defense, <laughs> on the Jets defense. Uh, listen, man, I'm sorry, dude. With with, yeah, Will, with him if, and Williams up yeah, front. Come on, man. You know, you have a pass That's... rusher like that, dude. Yeah, you're gonna command a lot of respect every weekend. So you can't really oh, yeah. like turn turn away, turn away from a guy like that. If you if you have the opportunity to draft him, you draft him. That's it. And and and, and I'm it. sorry though to, to to kill anybody's buzz. There's nobody in the draft, in my opinion, that's that much of a force multiplier to take at three. So I think, in you know, that's it. That's to me. It's both or nobody else. That's just me. That's that's just my opinion. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. If Boza falls, you gotta draft exactly. him. If not, exactly. then, then tra- all your options are open at that yes, point. Sir. <laughs> so so um I guess we can get into the uh the questions. So um Chris, if you if you won't mind, uh could you pull up the questions for us? Yeah, I got it. Um Anthony Anthony D had a question. What is the ideal way to rebuild this offensive line? And he also added, 
who can be our backup quarterback. So we'll start off with the O-line. Obviously, there's a lot of options to rebuild the offensive line. And we talked about it last week with some of the draft picks and through free agency because there's a lot of holes. Yes. So, for, Yeah, for <laughs> me, for me, my, my whole thing is this. Uh, um, to me, the more stable guys, on which is it's, it's kind of sickening to say, but our tackles are kind of the most stable guys, man. Even if they're kind of average players, uh, both Shell and Beecham are, to me, the most stable players. Uh, people, like, I'm sorry, man. For the, like, I have never broken down as much tape as I broken down last year. Uh, last year was the first time I really watched a lot of, like, Jets film, like just practically going through a game, like basically watching almost every play. That's uh, horribly boring, especially when you're losing. Um, but what you get to see is on every play, the like the play of a lot of guys. And one of the guys that was most disappointing is uh, our guards. Oh, my God, man. Mm-hmm. Davin? I know that's what you like to say, man. You like when you say that, you make me feel like you know what you know what that means when he says, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> you know, you know that's right. it. That, um, 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 oh yeah, a <laughs> uh, cap, a carpenter was horrible. You know, um, I don't even think he's worth bringing back. Um, um, Winters, I think he's still on the contract, but Winters is a backup, man. I'm sorry. This guy's so inconsistent. It's ridiculous, man. It's like, like, I know that offensive line is like practically you have to be kind of meshed together. Um, everybody playing together, and that's why, that's how, you know, that's it makes it better. The thing with Winters for me is that he, his, his, uh, he misses too many assignments. In too many assignments. Dude, if you're going to be a team player, you have to be a team player to play offensive line. And if you don't know what your job is, um, you, can't, you can't be a team player. You know, he's missing his assignments. That, you do, and, and if you're the dude in the middle, where, where you think Sam's going to get the quickest rush? Right up the middle. If you're a guard, you have to be solid enough that you can't get beat across your face all the time. And then you have the kid running for his life all the time. And that's part of the reason why um, 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 Donald was running around so much is because the Jets was getting pressure up the gut all the time, consistently. Center play was horrible. Guard play was horrible. So for me, you know, I rebuilding the whole line would be almost impossible. So I would keep the two tackles and then I would try to sign uh, one of the, Overpay for a center. Overpay for one of the two centers that we spoke about last year, either Paradis or Morse, if they're available. And then get two, get either get one of those guards, get a center and a guard, and then draft the guard. Um, because I think like I like I said before, I think the the um the draft um there's guards, it's deep enough that I think the Jets could get a guy. Uh, uh, so that that would be my way of 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 re- in improving it because I don't think you could do it through all free agency because a lot of those guys are kind of kind of scrap heap guys. There's probably about a f- four or five guys that are okay. Um, I think a lot of those guys are gonna be resigned with the team, and it's gonna be just a bunch of jags, just a guy, you know, around. And the Jets don't need that. They need solid enough guys to play middle. 
And uh, anyway, that's my opinion on how the offensive line should be built. Okay. Well, we have the free agents. Winter is no, not a not. free agent, so he's yes. still going to be on the team. Right. So you got Carpenter yes. as a free agent. Uh, Benjamin Ajala. Yes. He's a free agent. Quail. Quali, Dozier, yeah. Harrison, and yeah. Braden. Quali. Dozier, Harrison, and Braden are all free agents. Mm. So the rest are on our yeah. team. <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> or unfortunately. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> yeah. So he also brought up Jonah Williams as a possible draft pick, but that also depends on, you know, where he, where he lands and where we land eventually, what we were just talking about with the drafting. You know, if we get a chance to get Boza, probably not going to go. And, but we might and trade down. And, and, and I you know. said before about the whole Juno Williams thing. Um, I, I, um, guys, a lot of the time, um, when you, when you, when you kind of browse through, um, scouting reports on players, um, you kind of fall in love with them basically. And then when you keep doing deeper and deeper, like reading into a lot of what scouts think of a lot of players and even how, what NFL people think about a lot of players, mm-hmm. you start understanding you know, um, um, that, you know, what their views are of players and, and a combination of what I like personally, personally, what I like of players, of certain players. I love Jonah Williams. Jonah Williams is polished. He's one of those guys where his job, he knows his job very well. So the things, the tools of an offensive lineman, which is uh, knee bend, um, anchor, you know, ha- shooting of his hands quick as possible, um, um, understanding where what his uh, responsibilities are, really, he's very good across the board on on most of what I just said. The problem with that one, the issue is he has short arms for a left tackle. If you're going to play left tackle, you're going to be going up against basically. This is how NFL players, NFL defensive ends are drafted, or or, often, or outside linebackers are drafted. They're drafted. Long arms, number one, tall, number two, and powerful as hell. So if you're, if Jonah Williams, which is his major issue, which a lot of people knew coming into this, the, his last, his senior year, was that he had an issue with very fast, very powerful, very long-armed defensive ends and outside linebackers. And he struggled against those guys. There, there was, the only time Jonah Williams had, was, had his butt in the ground was, against, I think, I can't remember the names, but they were like high-end defensive ends or outside linebackers. And they were longer than him and they were stronger than him. And his his technique fell out because he struggled against that strong, long arm. Because as as a left tackle, not to bore you guys, but you try to anchor or move your feet fast enough and catch the guy because he's trying to either run past you or run through you. So you try to get your hand in place before he gets to make his move. So you try to hit, get his chest plate before he could hit you. If your arms are not long enough and then he gets his arm on you, you understand me? That's it. He gets his arm on you. He gets, he, you, you can't reach his blast plate because his arms are longer and all he has to do is rip through you and then he's gone. And a lot of the time, right, that's right. what, that was his issue. And I'm sorry, man. I, I at first I was I, I I still love the kid. I just don't think at three because of that issue, 
so high in the draft? I don't know. Well, and then another question by Anthony from the uh, NY Jets page, fans page is, who can we get to be our backup quarterback if McCown? So um, I think that one. I, I think, so I, think right I can now, answer this one. Um, Davin, take it. Because right now we have nobody we on the contract, I think. Nobody. McCown should retire. Um, the reason why I say McCown should retire is if we, if we saw how he played um, last season when <laughs> when uh, Mr. Darnold was injured, um, hmm. McCown was kind of discombobulated. Even with the players that he had in 2017-2018 season, if I recall, or 2016-2017, one, one of the seasons that we had the five wins. You know, it looks kind of discombobulated and, and messy and yucky, you know, and McCown, and, and you can see it. He is 40. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not just the age. He's not that, young. You know, so, it's also the, the fact of what we saw, you know, from the games. All right. So, so let's, let's he's assume done, he's done. Correct. Let's so, assume he's um, done. The only thing I could All think right, of. So, no is McCown. Right now, uh, ED, you keep, keep Davis Webb or you go with Case Keenum. That's mm. it. A reason why I like we had some technical difficulties at first, but now we are coming right back at you on NY Jets fans. Jet up, yeah. So, I, I so, um, I don't have the names in front of me, like I said, uh, um, I don't have the names in front of me, but according to a lot of uh draft scouts uh there's a there's a lot more talent in the running back pool than than pre- previously thought of uh when 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 scouts do in-depth looks at players you know um you kind of catch things that you probably didn't see because you kind of just you know uh um, just kind of breeze through a little bit never really watch you know what his talents are and stuff like that so so, um, so there's a possibility. That's something we could probably address in the third or the fourth round, and get a talented enough guy that we could run uh, uh, between the tackles, because the guys we have on the on the team is more a lot more receiver like backs, you know, that are not really good what? between the tackles. You, you don't think so? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nah. No, no, no. no. Um, Kyle wrote something, and, and this got me scratching my head. I, I'm going to say this real quick. Basically, uh, he says, basically he was saying that some people don't don't need the right sports pieces, and this is why. Uh, the Jets trade with the Steelers for Antonio Brown could could get uh, could get Le'Veon Bell and Brown reuniting green and white. Uh, the Jets could get a, number, a true number one receiver for Sam Darnold, but the number three overall pick in the 2019 draft is too much to swap, even for Brown. Here the no trade, way. Here the Jets <laughs> trade Robbie Anderson, the number three pick, and the conditional pick in 2020 for Brown in this 52nd selection. What? <sighs> That's who, crazy. I'm, I'm going to ask him who wrote that. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> nah, you only getting... That needs to be slapped in their face because that I, I don't think horrible you, trade selection. Yeah, you're not getting more than a second or... A, Second round pick would be a lot for Brown, I think, at this point. With Especially all that money. if you have to eat that money, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. I, I, we said it before. I think a third round pick the most for him. So we'll, oh, we'll just Jesus. That is hard. So I, I think with the running backs, the ones that are available free agent wise, there's nothing great. You know, it's just going to be basically a little bit of an improvement of what we got. 
So yep. nothing really, you know, we could go down. We, you know, you could come down with some of the names, obviously. They're nothing great. Um, none of them really stick out that you're going to say, oh, that's a guy that we got to get. They're all no, basically. None of them. No, none of them. So it's either Bell, which would be a great improvement, or one of the other guys, which would be a, you know, I would say a slight improvement over Crowell, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah. Like, that's why I said, that's why to me, in in my mind, it would be right. taking a rookie third round. Dude, where did Kareem, what, what round did Kareem Hunt get drafted? Uh, I'll tell you in a second. Third round, right? I thought it was second. Yeah, third round, 86 overall. There you go. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a he lot of running backs. Round? There's and a the lot of running backs in the too. league. Uh, what's that? Clement. Clement, yeah. right, from the Eagles. Uh, yeah. The other kid from Pittsburgh. Um, Connor. Connor? Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't a first. I think he was like a third or a fourth rounder, to be exactly. honest. Mm. So, so this so, is what I'm saying. Like, you could there, – there's – for me, there's a there's talent enough in the running back field that you – that that's a possibility that we could grab somebody that's immensely talented to help this uh, – to help this, this team in yeah. the third or fourth round. You know that this because options, because yeah because running backs because the thing about running backs nowadays is that everybody thinks they grow on trees, so they're like ah oh, we don't need them, you know right we, we could just insert some you know some guy and you know whatever so and and people kind of you know the the their their value ha- they've been devalued you know so so you could get for the most part very talented running backs in the later thirds middle third later thirds early fourths. And I think James the Jets Connor could do was that. also a third round, third rounder from James uh, Connor. There you go from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, so I, I think like what you're saying, I think getting a third round draft, even a fourth rounder, we could get someone down there because no one's probably going to go high in the first round this year, running exactly. back wise. I, so yeah. DJ Humphreys, nah, maybe. Yeah, so if but, Davis, nah. I mean, if um, if Bell isn't signed, you know, they they're probably going to bring in a veteran. I would assume. I could see them bringing in a veteran. A lot, you know, if especially if they get rid of uh, Crowell, you know, Powell's a free agent, but I don't, I don't think they're going to bring him back, you know. No. Especially really after serious injury, I don't see him coming back. Yeah, and he's thirty, you know, so that's another, uh, you know, that's another thing you got to think about. He's not the youngest anymore. He's on, he's definitely on the downside. Yeah. Um. um so, so yeah, the the names the names I've heard the most of. I will I'll I'll just take the names. I've heard from draft scouts coming up, kids coming up. Uh, um, David Montgomery is the name that I've heard the most of. Iowa State dude. Uh, uh, people really love him. There's this big argument between scouts between Montgomery and Jacobs. Uh, Alabama's Josh Jacobs. J- um, uh, uh, he's a smaller guy. He, he kind of reminds me of MJG. Um, M- uh, what's his name? He used to play for the Jags. Smaller, compact dude. Oh, powerful, Jones, very dude. fast. Yeah. Very, very fast guy. Very, um, that's the dude, man. Uh, that's the two guys, Damian Harris from Alabama, too, man. Really fast guy. Uh, so there's a lot of talent, man. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, you know, Devin Singletary. Uh, it, like I said before, I think Elijah Holyfield from Georgia, if you guys saw the, um, saw him play in the Bulls, uh, uh, very good running back. There's a lot of guys that, uh, that that's gonna be talented. That's gonna fall to the third round. I think there's a possibility that Jess could pick up out of immensely talented running backs. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So before we get up out of here, 
Uh, I have a quick question. I know this is funny. This me. This was so funny because I didn't even know this. Who is who? Uh, the question for both of y'all: Who is the uh, the highest signed kicker kicker in the league? The highest paid, signed? the highest paid highest kicker paid, in the league. Highest paid kicker in the league. I have no idea. Kickers mean nothing to me. <laughs> I know, but I mean, I can look it up. I don't mean, I don't mean, I don't mean that. You know, because kickers, please don't get at me. I'm sorry, I don't mean that. Oh, was this supposed to be like a joke towards us? Yeah, towards our team. It was, it was funny. Oh boy, I guess. But the highest paid kicker is Cody Parker. What? Wow. He four, Doink years, guy? He, he four years, 18 million, 9 million guaranteed. Wait, isn't that Doink guy? That he yes. the goalpost? Like- yes. <laughs> because he had one good season. I guess his, his, mm. he played with the mm-hmm. Dolphins, and he, mm-hmm. he did good with the Dolphins. The Bears gave him a four-year, $18 million, 9 million guaranteed. Well, I guess we'll see we a lot got, of more Doinks coming my, up. Thank, thank God for Myers and not cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not jinxing anybody, but you know what? Kickers are like a year to year thing. Yes. Yes. So yeah. don't be shocked. I'm preach. Don't be shocked if if, if our guy all of a sudden, yeah, not just keep him, but don't be shocked if he all of a becomes all of a sudden becomes nothing special well, for us this because year. Because he has never. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right. He's never had that kind of year before. He, well, that, no. This year is kind of an anomaly in his career. It was a couple. Trust me, kickers. I mean, it's a couple of kickers that survive, especially Vinatieri. Even though Vinatieri. Oh well, he's a different animal, though. Jesus. Yeah, don't, he's a Hall yeah, of Famer. I think I'm yeah. easy. There's not many Hall of Famers. I think I said for Vinatieri, though. Um, I guess yeah. the, no, he there's, signed. There's like a hint. Huh? Oh yeah. He's already signed. I think he's already signed for this year. Oh, okay. Uh, they they signed him early on. Yeah. The Colts, they they resigned him right away. That guy, that guy is a uh, he's. Yeah, you he's see, there's there's guys in the NFL you just know. Paying. Yeah, nah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, kickers are very vo- volatile. Is that the right word? Yeah, I think that's the <laughs> word. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So it's just like it, it, they're, they're like volatile. In, yeah, uh, they're like closes in in baseball. In, right. Like, very good anal- analogy there, bro. I, I, there's I not many. There's not many uh, Mariano Rivera's out there. No. <laughs> that are consistently great every single season. No. A lot they, of them get be, up and down. Yeah, it's you'll a have thing. Yeah, you'll have a guy that will come in one year and he'll practically uh, kick like eighty percent of his field goals in eighty five percent of his field goals, and everybody's like, "Oh my god." And the next year he's kicking like fifty three percent. Like, hey, a great example for a football kicker is is Nick Folk. Ooh. He was great with Dallas. You remember, like back to back years. Yes. And then he was cut the following That's year. Crazy. I think he was horrible. Yep. We signed him. He was really good for a couple. Oh no, yeah, then, then he went to the Bucks. He so... went to the Bucks and missed all the kicks against yeah. the Patriots, and they cut him. There you go. Right there you mm-hmm. go. And now he's kicking in the uh, Alliance yes, Football he is. League. Sheesh. Missing field goals there, so wow. <laughs> you know it's it's crazy. I mean, Kickers are very volatile, yeah. so I would never sign a guy to four year contract, no. especially somebody that two years, especially that's it. that <laughs> doinks doinks they kicks. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope he wasn't doinking them with my, you know, when they before they signed oh, Jesus. <laughs> yep, that's that's funny. Because hey, because then we might have find our other Mac. <laughs> oh Jesus! No. Oh man, and we said there was no no other Mac. Oh man. 
See, so Davin might be right. Davin might be right. See, Davin might be right. He's onto something. There's another Mac out there. There's another Mac out there. There's another one out there, but. Come on, we'll find we'll, him. We'll find yeah, him. We gonna, we're gonna, gonna put the right bait out. Right. We'll get him. Yeah, and we're gonna hire him too. <laughs> we're gonna go <laughs> chumming for another Mac. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. Yeah, and we'll find him though. We'll hire him. We won't trade with. Well, him. the good thing, the good thing is that uh, free agency is coming up very soon, so we get the get the March thirteenth or fourteenth. Thirteenth, yeah, the eleventh. The eleventh is going to start negotiations. I think. Yep. Yeah, so, so we really business will start picking up very, very soon. Fast. It's, it's going to come very soon that we yep. get to the cream of the crop. And... Oh, I got, I, I got a question. I got a question. I was listening to Mark Schlereth on his uh, Stinking Truth podcast, and he took a shot at the Jets fans. Tell me if this is true. He believes that the Jets stink, and the Jets fans know it. So if you make, if you take a dig at them, at Jets fans, they don't like they they don't become defensive. They just say, Ah, yeah, you're right. We stink. Or like he was saying, we're not like Buffalo fans who will fight you tooth and nail no matter what. And, and so they're better fans than us because we're we don't uh, be we're I'm, not defensive about our a team sucking. I, 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 think I, I think it depends. I think it depends on. I'm gonna say the, it's 50, the, 50, 50. The reason why is because it's fans that that complains for so long. Like, yeah, we we haven't won since nineteen sixty, and a rebuild is a Super Bowl. And if we get a Super Bowl quarterback, we're gonna win it automatically. Or Super Bowl coach, we we got the potential to go to Super Bowl. Like, dude, come on! Like, it's trip. It's like you know what I'm saying. It's like things that needs to happen. It's not just one person. It's it's the whole team. It starts with the owner, GM, then then the coaches, <laughs> then the players. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, like let's go tick for tag. Like yeah, like like it's a lot of if you if you really want to dig at it, and I would I would dig deep. Yeah, it's a lot of Jets fans that 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 does a lot of bitching, complaining <laughs> and crying. <laughs> and, and yes, yes, I will say a... it. I will say that with so much passion and so and so much honor. And the reason why is because I'm in a couple, you know, I'm, I'm in a couple of Jets fans, a uh, couple of you know fan pages, including including you know including me, Charmin and Chris, our our own page. I'm in a couple of and and they do nothing but complain, complain <laughs> and bitch like dude, like. Like, like the like it could like it could be like an off season, and you're still complaining. Why, why, why we didn't get this guy? We needed that guy. <laughs> oh man, Davin, that's the that's that's the one that's the one that gets me every time. Every single player that came from I don't like they don't care if the guy, what the guy is, is like oh there somebody picked him up. They're like man, why didn't they just get that guy? Huh? Uh, that's why they we keep losing. So that's the mentality. Common. It kills me. It kills. It kills the certain, you know, actual Jeff fans that's trying to like, um, how could I observe? It? How could I say it? Observe, observe, and try to, um, you know, put actual perspectives and you know, knowledge opinions, opinions behind what we and, say, and, and of course, and knowledge, right. and knowledge on 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 what they need and how they need it and why everything went so so narrow. You know now or if why it went so good, so you know it, it kind of messes it up for the actual fans that's that's trying to understand and trying to make things better. You know, 
So it's the bitches, it's the it's it's fifty percent of the is the other bitches and complainers, and then it's the fifty percent of the people actually knowing what the hell is going on. Yeah, the yeah the complainers they they get something once in the blue moon, like once every like thirty to forty complain complaining types type of things. You be like, okay, you finally said something right. We we're gonna give you a even a clap, clap, even clap. a crazed. <laughs> Even a crazy squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, dude. So they don't. The, the ones that are always negative are, are going to be negative forever. You know, they're the ones that can't wait to say, ah, same old Jets. Oh, yeah. Same that's old that's the best one. We haven't won since 69. Right. And they're the one. But you know what? I, I think the majority of, well, I don't want to say the majority, but there's fans that obviously follow the team and follow everything and say, okay, I think we're on the upswing here. Things are looking better. We're, we're on a. We're on a better road yeah. right now than what we've been in the past. Yeah, we've had a crappy past where we haven't won the Super Bowl since 1969. But you know what? We've been close a lot of times and- where, you know, one more win could have gotten us. So I- I'm, not a, I'm not one of those guys that are like, uh, I hate right. saying same old Jets because it's not the same right. old Jets. Different GM, also, different owner, a lot of different teams, teams. Exactly. won the Super Bowl. So who should really be complaining? Hmm. Right. Like like Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta should have won their first Super Bowl and freaking I don't know what they did. They, they choked. choked. They seriously choked on something that was they, so easy to them. And think about this teams like the Lions and the Browns that have been around longer than we have, much longer than the Jets. <laughs> and they haven't even gotten to a Super Bowl. They haven't even gotten to an, a championship game. Think oh, about that for a second. They haven't even gotten and, to and, a championship and game. And it's more than it's killing us. You know, Browns, Browns is finally getting back to, to some kind of Right, send and roll for this year. Think about it. those fans must be feeling. They must be like so yep. excited, for but this they year. still because they those, finally got right, this. But team. those are the dedicated fans that stay around, even when they're over sixteen. You still see they, you still see they fans, even you, if they right. wear and, flat um uh paper bags over their head. They're there, <laughs> right? And you know what? But you know what? And but there's fans with Cleve. There's fans with every team that'll say, ah, same old Browns. You know, exactly. like they can't wait to say that this year when they fall on their face. I so, those kind of fans, I I don't like to count. That's as why fans. I said it's fifty because you they're, can't because you can't. They don't really know what they're say, talking about. You can't really judge everybody's opinion and how everybody feel about certain certain situations. Like us, like, like right? Us, I don't we us, like we like football in general. We yeah, we Jets fans, yeah. but we love football in general. So we'll talk about any any player and any topic <sighs> and really get down to it. You know, so, so you know, yeah, I don't like to lump all fans into one category. I you know, and and I think, and I think, at the, I think, fans. I think, I think to, to finish what, what, what you guys said for me, um, I think what, what Slurry said was kind of messed up because this is what he did. He kind of lumped all Jets fans into one, exactly. uh, into one bag. And, one, and what you guys just said points to be so much different because we, our fan base have made up of, different kinds of fans. So we have different kinds yeah. of fans. So like every other fan base, the Jets fan base Even is not every, different yeah. the, uh, from any other fan right. base. Every team so stop in every taking sport. shots at the Jets <laughs> just because they haven't worn in a long time and it's low-hanging fruit. And you and yes, you're, you're a big NFL guy and you're so-and-so and you could say whatever you want. It's your opinion. Fine. But as a Jets fan, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I, take, uh, I take issue with what you said, man. We... But generally, we're not all the same. We don't all have the same exactly. attitudes 
you know. So, so here's a, here's, here's, the crazy friend. thing is, Chris, sorry, Chris, but the crazy thing is that that's right. You got people like uh, Mr. Jets Guru. Shout, shout out to you because I know you're doing your thing. Um, you know, he he is so positive on so many things that we we think like, nah, we shouldn't be positive on it. But that's the way how it is. We all have different different uh, aspects. On, on how we feel about certain things. And it's nothing wrong with it at all. You know, it's nothing wrong with it. You got the actual fans that, that's going to get down to it. You got fans that's going to complain. You got fans that even complain so much, they don't even want to be fans no more. And they just go to a different team because they feel like that team is winning. Like, if you <laughs> make fans... Like, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll open the door for them. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm I'm a Yankee fan too, so I'm on both sides of the spectrum here with, with a very successful team to a very unsuccessful team, right? With the Yankees and people still complain about fans, <laughs> some fans, I don't thank God, not all, but there are a majority of fans that will complain that the Yankees didn't spend enough money this year. They're cheap. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm like, they got one of the highest, yeah. here's the thing. They have one of the highest payrolls in, in, in all of baseball and they're world series favorites. So what the hell do you want? And, them and to that, that and so, yeah, and Chris, that's, so that's the point. That's the point too. Like when you're making, yeah, always when you're making a generalized fans. statement so, like that, especially about fans, no, yeah, where where you're saying uh, fanat- fanatics, <laughs> you know, you can't yeah. do that. Crazy. You can't make an, a statement, a exactly. generalized statement, man. There's so many different people and so many it's different nuts. views of stuff, you know. So, uh, you know, we we I take, <laughs> yeah. like I said, I take issues with people taking shots at the Jets every chance they get. Just because the Jets haven't won in a long time, you know, it's too, okay. it's too, it's very easy for you to do. Yeah. So you know, because they haven't won. Yeah. You know, so you could always say bottom they're crap. Is, so what? Bottom line is, don't, 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 you know, don't make us all out to be those kind exactly. of things. Exactly. Yeah. Every team, every team's gonna have the negative people. Every team's gonna have the Kool Aid drinkers too that think everything. Exactly. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so there's, there's a, you know what? Fans are fans. So yeah. Fans. Just don't lump everybody into the same category. I don't know exactly. how the Yankee fans so, complain. I like that's, um, but close I, to I hear you, man. But so I, don't, I don't get that shit. I know. I, I don't get it either, but they do. So I'm just, that just shows you that people complain no matter what. Bingo. Bro. Yep. <laughs> bingo. Bingo. So, you know, uh, make sure yeah. y'all, make sure y'all so follow that. us on Twitter at uh, Just Fans Podcast. Um, make sure you search for the groups on Facebook and search for NY Jets fans. Um, of course, of course, we we still like I said, we we do this every week. Um, so this because it's the off season, not a lot of people is gonna you know do the podcast. So we we still here, we still here, and that's what we do. Yeah, and yes. thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, and, thank you for listening too. Cause... And and if you have any questions, please go to our page. Yeah. Uh, put up questions. Uh, put up questions yeah. Uh, yeah. for. We'd love to hear from yeah. love to hear from, from you guys. For Davin, uh, uh, for Davin, Chris, and I, we will definitely put your your name out, see your name out on the podcast, and answer, try to answer your questions. Yes, yeah, we definitely do. So, definitely another great podcast. We appreciate y'all for listening, yep. and um, until until next week. <laughs> yes, sir. Jet up, jet, jet.